Hey y'all, and welcome to a blonde to brunette and a redhead. This time we're tackling a heavier topic. We're going to talk about mental health. And we just want to put a little disclaimer out there that we are not experts, nor are we doctors. In this episode, we are just sharing our own personal experiences with mental health illnesses and mental health in general. And we hope that you enjoy it and know that we love you. Hi, and welcome to a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. I'm Mary, and I'm a blonde. I'm Laura, and I'm a brunette. And I'm Steph. I'm a redhead. Here we are. Here we are. Sorry, guys, that we're so late. Life happens. Tardy to the party, but (laughs) here we're getting another episode out for you all. I had something in my eyeball. Laura has something in her eyeball, so while she's attending to that... Do you need some eye drops? No, I don't know at this point. Um, should we pause? No, I think we're good. Okay. Uh, here's a thought. What? Um, typically we do a section called What's in My Cup? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm thinking... We do? We should continue (laughs) with that. We should, should I didn't really know where I was going with that. That was such a Michael Scott moment of you. Sometimes I open my mouth and I don't even know where my sentence is going to (laughs) go. Yes, that's that's me to a T. To a T, to a T, to a T. Steph, you want to go first? Sure. I don't actually even have my cup right now because it's dirty. But what I do have is a bottle of Trader Joe's Sparkling Cranberry clementine flavored spring water. Ooh, delicious. delicious. You guys look delicious. great. You look so good. Thanks. We're, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking a selfie. I have uh, what's in my cam, you ask? <laughs> what's in my cam is Pomplemousse LaCroix. <laughs> um, just, just good old fashioned grapefruit flavored sparkling water, all natural. That's, that's sweating. From the condensation because it was in the fridge. Lars? Well, fancy that! I have some sparkling water too! What? Mine's um, the green apple kind. Ooh, so good! I know sometimes I think like sparkling water is probably not the best drink to drink whilst podcasting, but yet that's all we drink. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've said that so many times. I know. Too. It's not the first time we've yeah. thought that. Yep. Well, also like you know, Lara comes over and I've just eaten like a bunch of kale. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> sorry, Lara's just sitting there like yeah. It's fine. Best thing. I went home very quickly because I was going to explode and didn't want to <laughs> oh, subject you to that in the closet. The closet. Oh, having Ed. <laughs> Ed is short for explosive diarrhea. No, it was not that. Oh, I just needed a poo. Oh, oh, oh. Pooforia, you needed to experience Do you just ever poo-phoria. have that when your body's like, you gotta go right now or you're gonna be in trouble? Oh, yeah. I mean. For sure, for sure. I'm trying to play it cool, but yes. <laughs> but sorry that we're talking about our bathroom. I feel like always we always talk about poo. About... <laughs> uh, okay. Um, um, guys, I, you'll never get, I, you, you, <laughs> never. 
Yeah, I ew. Did I? You'll never guess. That was more Indian. But for reals, you'll never guess what happened to me on the way to work a few weeks ago. Um, what were you in your be? Can I ask a question first? Yes, you may ask a clarifying question. You were on your way to work, so were you in your vehicle? I was in my vehicle. Were you in a car accident? No. You? Oh, thank God, because that's my favorite car. Saw you. Also, we worry about you. You saw... <laughs> A family of turtles crossing the street. You did? No. Yes. That would be so fun. That would be so I can't go and call my grandpa. Um, loves turtles. No, I was driving and all of a sudden I hear a little like crack sound. And I was like, what was that? And I like Squirrel. couldn't No, I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I get to work and I realize that my underwire has broken. No. And is now poking me in the under boob and it was on the way to work so then I had to do the entire day of work Hmm. No, which happened to be a day where we were setting up our classroom and then all the parents and kids came to meet the teacher and I have this thing poking into my under boob and I get home and there's like scratches that are bloody all under my boob and it took so long for them to heal I'm I'm so so sorry I was I did, and some people were like, why didn't you, like, tape your underwire or something? And I was like, I didn't think it was actually poking out. Yeah. Uh, like, the actual yeah. metal. Well, I'm glad that you don't have fake boobs, because that could have popped it. Could have gone, pop, goes the boobie. <laughs> <laughs> Silicone. Oh. Uh, so now I've had to buy some new bras. Which is the a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totes. But two of my bras broke within two weeks of each other. Oh. And I had bought them at the same time, and I was like, well, I guess that's the life expectancy of my bras. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, that's pretty consistent. Yeah. I will say I was horrible at wearing bras, like, <laughs> just horrible, because I didn't have any of that stuff left. I'm laughing because I think it's great. You had, like, a three-year period. I hated wearing bras. Like, I would wear sports bras or, like, tank tops with the cut-in thing, but I just, but then I went and I actually spent, like, $150 on three really great bras, and I love, I love my bras. Where did? If they're comfortable. I went to Victoria's Secret because, um, I. You knew this lovely lady who worked there? Well, no, this was like recently. Aww, I just I was recently say, started that wearing was so long ago. nice bras. Now, um, I yeah, so I just found uh, some like one style, and I bought it in three different colors. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I hate wearing the underpants, and I it doesn't <laughs> seem to matter how much money I pay for them; they still are uncomfortable. Really? Mm. Yeah. I only buy like underwear with the lace around the top because it doesn't cut into my muffin <laughs> I just it doesn't they they serve their purpose <laughs> they serve their purpose so they do okay so uh Steph what what will we never guess about you well I've been like racking my brains trying to think like what's new in my brains, life plural. speaking of yeah. racks and boobs <laughs> yeah. brains yeah plural. I have I'm so smart I have more than one brain Rack my brains. 
Um, no, I had a like zombie moment where I was like, brains. Okay, racking my brain. Um, my one brain to think of like what is new in my life. And I feel like lately my life has settled into a like pretty steady routine. Um, so you guys will probably guess this one because I posted about it on the Insta, but you'll never guess what my newest favorite workout is. Ballet. No, but that would be very cool and very intense. We know some people. Gymnastics? Ooh, that wouldn't be new. She took that when she was younger. I did take that when I was younger. I meant like adult gymnastics. We know some peeps who are taking gymnastics, three of them at a city college class. No, it's ballet. Ballet. Shoot, they're taking ballet. And I was talking to one of them, and they were saying that their legs are like yellow. I was going to say, so sore, I bet. Um, Yeah. No, definitely nothing as, like, refined or delicate as ballet or gymnastics. It is Krav Maga. Woo! Krav Maga! Krav Maga! Self-defense is fun. Yeah, so it's um, Krav Krav Maga is Hebrew for... Krav Maga! Krav Maga! Krav Maga is Hebrew for contact combat. And it's what the Israeli army uses to get their, like, citizens in, like, fighting form. Um, And so it's, like, basically super aggressive self-defense where, like, one of the basic tenets of it is that you attack your attacker. And so it's, like, talk about being sore. I mean, I have done, like, specific, like, core workouts. My core has never been as sore as it was after my first Krav Maga class. And, um... It's so, like, empowering, and it's, um, like, super, I mean, it's like I'm dripping in sweat after every class I take, but then, but then it's also, like, here's how, if, like, somebody grabs you by the hair and is trying to pull you with them, here's how you get out of that. If it's, like, worst case scenario and you're on your back and somebody is over you hurting you, here's how you get out of that. As well as, like, here's how to throw a punch and a kick and whatever. Um, Love it. Yes, it's so great. And they, like, don't talk about, like, imagine you're in this specific situation. But they will very much, they will, like, do drills because they're, like, that are, like, to get people aggressive or to get people mad. Or you go from, like, super intense, like, you're punching a pad, like, one of those, they call them tombstones. They're, like, the pads that you punch. You're, like going all out super intense on those and then they're like now like you have to instantly switch and like tie a shoe and like you're going up against somebody and so you're like going from this like crazy intense adrenalized like huge gross motor movements to this like tiny fine motor skill and then like the person who finishes first and they would be like grab at your hair then you have to do the defense and it's so that one they were talking about how like when your adrenaline is pumping and you're like in that intense situation, so you're like frightened, so you're running and you have your keys and you're trying to unlock a door, it's like you go from that big running movement to then like people can't, like the horror movies get it right when they're like people can't get their keys in the lock. And so it's like practicing even something as like, like that, you know? And so, but it's like, the people there are just so nice and 
like I said, it's super empowering. I feel like I like walk differently now, like with my head up and I just love it so much. So that's my new favorite workout. And it is like a very, very intense workout. So intense. I love that you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's pretty good. Is it how many times a week do you go? I go at least twice, um, but I've been going four times a week. Yeah, like and when you so it's like a gym. It's like a studio. Okay. Um, and so they have cool. like specific class times set up, and so I'm in like the beginning class, um, and it's like so. And when you sign up, they you commit like you sign that you're going to come on average twice a week. Um, mm-hmm. and so like I've had some car trouble lately, like this past weekend so I emailed one of the instructor or the owner and I was like I'm having car trouble so I may not be able to get there for all the classes that I would normally come to this week and he was like thanks for letting me know it's cool like you know they're they're definitely not the people who are gonna like kick you out because they're like we know that life happens but they're pretty much like with the way our curriculum runs like if you're not coming twice a week it's like what's the point of you even spending the money and I right. like which I appreciate, so right. it's cool. Yeah. Which and you're not going to make progress or exactly learn to teach you exactly like because they've totally. said like yeah. they're like our goal is to get you into the advanced class. So like if you're not going to make any progress, then like you know, go like if you just want to get a good workout, there are other classes that you can take. So like right. I like it a lot. Like it's. I'm covered in bruises, and there was, like, one time when I was, like, matched up with a guy who's been um, training for six years, and so he had, like, a lot of, and he's, like, a big guy, and so I was holding the pad against my chest the way I was supposed to, and he was, like, punching it. When I got home that night, like, my whole chest was bruised, Um, and, like, like, there was a dark line, almost like a blood blister line where my sports bra was. And then, like, the bruises lasted for about a week or a week and a half. But I had to, like, change what I was going to wear the next... Like, I was going to speed dating the next night, which I'm never, ever doing again because I'm done with that. But, like, Mm. I had to, like, change my outfit to wear, like, a high-necked, like, Mm -hmm. shirt because I was like, I cannot have... Not that I was going to be, like, zazazing in your face, but, like, the bruises went all the way up. To like my collarbone, so. Oh my gosh. But Yikes. but still, like covered in bruises, and I don't even notice them until later. I'm like, gosh, I wonder why, like I'm like bruised on my elbow, and. But it's super fun. I I don't know why I keep talking about the bruises because it is very very fun, and I like it a lot. But. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Anyway, I'm glad. That's me, Mayor. What will we never Mayor- guess about you? Well, you will never guess how many dates. I went on over the course of the past two weeks. 17. I have a clarifying question. How many people you've gone on dates with or how many dates? Okay. 17. Okay. (laughs) Are you going to stay with the number 17? Uh, Nine. Well, so there's, there are 14 days in two weeks. Right. You could go on more than one. And I do have a full-time job okay 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 (laughs) i've only so i'm gonna say no to 17 nine i have been on two dates in one day before but this is this is not it 
Um, the answer is six. Whoa. Whoa. That's so, so yes. So, like, with you know, every other day. Can I ask another clarifying question? Sure. Um, with how many different people? So, three different people. Okay. Um, and I feel very, um, empowered, I guess, because, like, or I just feel like, you know, like, when you don't go on dates with people for a long time and it was like you know I wasn't putting in any effort in that area like not like signed up for anything and just like not really doing a lot um you I started to feel like undesirable you know which is silly like that's that's silly like but I just hated that feeling and I was like no if you want people to want to date you you have to like put in the effort too right um like sometimes and also like just saying yes and doing things and going places which I've been trying to do but also just like I want to meet people so I signed up for hinge Uh um the just randomly one night I was thinking like I was gonna do like match or something but signed up for hinge um and then like it was really kind of neat because um I've just enjoyed mostly enjoyed everyone that I've talked to and I'm like not just talking to everyone like I'm talking to the people that put that have like you know a job and (laughs) that are that say that they're a Christian and you know and then like just kind of going from there and just like even if I find somebody attractive and it says like that um you know they're an atheist like I just know that it's important to me that I line up with someone, you know, religiously, so, or, you know, that we were yeah. at least respectful of each other. Right, um, right. So, um, it's been, so three different people, um, and so I've seen, actually, like, um, saw this one guy, and I don't think I told him about this podcast, so I'm hoping that he doesn't hear, but I'm going to just tell the story. Um so I think it's the first time we've been like, I hope this person doesn't listen. Well, no, because I, I, because you're going to talk about it. I know fun. I've told, I know I usually like, I talk about it with people and people are usually like very interested in it. So, um, this one particular guy, I don't think I told. So he had taken me, um, we met like last Thursday and then I was like, oh yeah, I could totally like go out with you again. Is the beach guy? No. Oh, okay. No different one um went to and then we went out for um like lunch and we actually went to your brother's uh shave ice place for the grand opening shout out to paradise Paradise. and it was his idea like he had i know that was so cool yeah um but yeah we it was funny because i walked into and we weren't even gonna go to eureka but we went to eureka burger so randomly good. at like 2 30 and there was a table full of pe- people that worked at my school teachers from my school <laughs> oh, no. they had yeah they had all been yes they had all been working out and then they all went out to lunch and i like walked out and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm on a date. And they were like, ah! <laughs> so I just, yeah, I went back to my table and it was, yeah, it was really funny. Um, it's just like, what are the odds, you know? Yeah. 
But, um, so, and I was like, yeah, I could, you know, go out with him again. I just, just kind of see where it goes. But then after a 3 a.m. text, a 7 a.m. text, several texts throughout the day, and I was so busy that I, like, could only respond, like, every few hours because I really was, like, not able to be on my phone. Like, then by, like, 5 p.m., he was like, I don't think you ever want to talk to me again, and I don't feel Ugh. like you're interested or you don't want to see me. And I was like, okay, Whoa. now I don't. Yeah. So good luck. Yeah. Good luck on your journey. Man. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's very Two needy. dates. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho. Good for me. you, Mayor. That is just, impressive. Just putting myself out there, guys. Good for you. That's all you can do in life. Yeah. It's true. Okay. So, on to the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. I would not mind some I was going to say, right speaking of which, that's, like, all I wanted for dinner last night, but, like, I didn't want to cook it. So, I went to uh. Farmburger, and I got a hamburger and fries. But because it was my birthday, they gave me a shake for free. Nice. And, and some sort of discount, because it only ended up being, like, like the burger and fries and shake and soda water, because they, like, have the bottles of water. Uh-huh. Ended up being cheaper than like just a burger and fries sort of. Thing. It was very. Oh wow! Yeah. That's nice. Happy birthday to you! Please put me on your sati. Anywho, birthday. <laughs> Meat and potatoes. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Happy birthday in another language. I know. I don't. I am not helpful there. Um, although I was laughing because every time someone said happy birthday to me, I wanted to reply with happy birthday. You know, like if you go like Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, you know, like or the like you too. Yeah. yeah. And so people would be like, Happy birthday and I'd be like, Birthday <laughs> Like I like I, I couldn't it was like that time when we were at the Spires for like some Halloween thing and Jared opens the door. <laughs> And he goes, Halloween is what it is. <laughs> Wait, Jared? What? Yes. Jared. Oh, God. Jared. Spire. It was when, like, I still. Oh, Jared Spire. Oh. I worked at the Academy. Oh, I mean, it was, like, 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. Yes. he. That's when he was the calculator. Yes. Is what it is. Halloween and that's, is that's what it is. And that's when he met his. That's when his first, one of his first dates with his now wife. Uh-huh. Yes. No, we were, no. Halloween party. We were at, oh! We were at Jenny and Craig. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, 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 I was envisioning Father Nicholas and James. Oh, no. And I was like, no, no, no. Halloween. Halloween. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. For reals, on to the might and The might and potatoes, which... After all this, like, giggling might end up being a, a much heavier subject, but we are, our meat and potatoes today, um, is we're just going to talk about mental health, and we're going to get into our own mental health stories, um, but first I want to just kind of give a brief overview of, like, when people say mental health, like, what are they talking about? Um, and so mental health, of course, has to do with your brain it's your brain chemistry and like your thoughts and ideas and feelings it's the stuff that we think of as not being tangible but very much a part of our lives and so when we talk about mental health or we talk about mental illness we're talking about things 
and this isn't going to be a comprehensive list at all, but we're talking about things like anxiety and depression and social anxiety, OCD, PTSD, um, paranoia, schizophrenia, bipolar, eating disorders, and going along with that body dysmorphia, dissociative disorders, which are personality disorders, things like that. Um, and it's really an interesting thing. There's like a, a stigma around mental health and mental illness, and which is uh, like it seems really, I mean, it is it's unnecessary and it's wrong. And I think all three of us are like feel really strongly about getting rid of that stigma. Um, and so it's like up until I would say very recently the like thought social thought in general was very shameful about mental health where it was like if you have some sort of mental illness or or you struggle with your mental health um then there's something wrong with you and wrong in a way where people would say just like buck up you know you need to like dude you're crazy like things like that but also these words these disorders is really what they are. These um, illnesses have become like adjectives in in life as well. And so people talk about being anxious. I think of them often as in like lowercase a and uppercase a, right? Like little case a anxiety is when you like have the anxious feeling. Uppercase a anxiety is like the, the disorder. But people will be like, oh my God. God, I'm having a panic attack right now. And you're like, no, you're not. Like, they're kind of have entered our lexicon in that way first. Or like, I'm totally OCD. When it's like, well, no, you're not really OCD. Like, you just are very particular with how you do things. Like, so that's kind of, that is like the fastest overview on mental health ever. And I can feel myself about to step onto a soapbox. So I... (laughs) I'm going to step off of the soapbox, but one of the things that I found that I will post in the Facebook group, um, it's mental health as monsters, and it's actually an art, I guess, installation, although it's not really installed somewhere, but maybe a series called Real Monsters, in which the artist actually depicts, he picks out a few of these um, mental illnesses, and he draws them as... They look like fantasy creatures. And then he, like, describes them. So, for example, um, let me pull up one. The anxiety one. It's, like, almost a cute, it's, like, a kind of creepy cute. Looks like the sidekick, one of the sidekicks in um, Hercules, one of Hades' little gremlins. And it says, like, the anxiety monster is small enough to sit on its victim's shoulder and whisper things to their unconscious um, to their unconscious, clicking fearful thoughts and irrational worries. And so it like describes the illness in a way that it's almost like a character. And I think it really provides a, a cool way or like a really accessible way of seeing like what we're talking about when we're talking about this stuff. So I will post that um, in our Facebook group. So yeah, is there anything else you guys want to add to that overview? Is okay. it, yeah, okay, I'm just looking, yeah, no, I'm looking it up. What's the name of the guy that does the drawings? Well, it's called Real Monsters. Okay. His name is I, yeah. Toby Allen. Okay. 
Yeah, I just I um just Google image search anxiety monster drawing and then all of the uh different things came up like paranoia mm-hmm. and bipolar and things like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's like a very accessible way. And then for me, like I discovered it when I was first like I guess diving into my anxiety or maybe like it was when I first realized and was first diagnosed with having an anxiety disorder um, and like kind of realizing like, oh, all these things that I've been experiencing my entire life, like that's because of this anxiety. And I discovered it then and it was like a really good way of like finding of it was just really accessible like it rang so true for me and it was a way for me to say like, hey, yeah, this is the thing that I identify with, um, which was crazy. And so I guess because I'm, well, do you, do we want to break it up or should I just keep talking since I've been talking for. Just go, just do your, okay. do your story. All right. Well, so for me, I mean, I feel like I've been pretty open um, about it. I mean, we all have been so open, but my biggest mental health issue I suppose is anxiety and it's kind of funny because um like I've always known that I've been like an anxious person but this is where I separate that like uppercase a and lowercase a where I've been like oh yeah I I get anxious sometimes or I'm really jumpy or I do like things like that um but then I started going to therapy not that long ago I mean like a year and a half or so ago um, excuse me, almost two years ago, actually, two years next month. Um, and I have not gone since I moved, so I didn't go for, I only went for a year, but they had to, my therapist had to give me a diagnosis for insurance reasons, but also because, like, it, it helps, for me, it helps to kind of frame things in a way. Um, and so I remember him saying, like, well, we have one of two options. We can say that you have disrupted adjustment disorder, which basically means something happened. Like, I have a naturally anxious personality, and then something happened, either good or bad. For me, it was signing with my agent, um, so good. And suddenly, I just was unable to cope. And so, I like, my anxiety took over. And then he said, or... He said, I can just as easily diagnose you with generalized anxiety disorder, um, but that means you will have a pre-existing condition for, and he was like, for insurance reasons, we don't want that. He's like, so let's start with the first, and if we need to move into the second, then we can do that. Um, And so for me, that was kind of freeing to get this anxiety (laughs) diagnosis because I have always been anxious. Like I've always been fun and goofy and silly, but also always anxious. And so like my sister and I have talked a lot about anxiety as a child and what does that look like? Um, Or like a child having anxiety, what does that look like? And oftentimes, um, and I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on this. I find it's like, for me, it was following every rule in class. Right. I was always like the student that teachers loved to have. And like some of it is like a natural personality, like go with the flow, 
don't rock the boat. But the other part of it is it's don't rock the boat. It's like, don't do anything to get in trouble. It's like when I go to workout classes now, I like do not ever want the teacher to have to come and adjust anything I'm doing. And so what it means is I'm like very good at what I'm doing. I'm like super intense and really focused, but it's an anxious thing. And um, so like as a kid, I was always like one who was helping out and always the rule follower and always the like one that teachers loved. And that's because I was afraid to rock the boat. I was so anxious all the time. I had to be perfect. Um, and so I like look back on this like life of mine and I see anxiety like hitting in so many different places. And so like for me now, my symptoms are still struggling with that perfectionism. Um, but also there's like muscle tension, particularly in my jaw, um, trouble sleeping, chest pain, trouble breathing. I will often feel like my um, chest is totally constricted. Like I cannot draw a breath. And I know there have been times on this podcast where I'm like talking and then I'm like, <gasps> like taking these like big gasping breaths or even like, well, you, I'm not talking and I'm taking these big gasping breaths. And those are generally times of higher anxiety for me because I can't, I have to like twist to be able to draw on a full breath. Um, I get this hypersensitive skin where it feels like if somebody touches me, I will actually explode. Um, and I get really angry. And usually that's like more focused on when I'm driving um, because I get very anxious about what other drivers are going to do. And so I get mad. So I have like this crazy road rage and I'll be like totally cheerful. And then I like get into my car and I drive and I'm like, you are the worst human in the history of the world, which is very extreme. Um, and then I like, and I'm like, why are you such a horrible driver? I'm like yelling at all the other drivers. And then I like get out of the car and I'm like, totally fine. Everything's great. So it's a weird I'm trying to like address my like driving anxiety. Um, and I get, I focus on like, I focus on random things, particularly bugs. Per yeah, particularly bugs. Um, but like in a way that's like obsessive almost. And I have found that's generally when I'm feeling all this anxiety and I don't have a place I don't have a cause for it. It's not like, oh, here's the thing that happened. I just like, ugh, I feel gross. And so I like, I'm going to focus on like the fact that there are probably bugs in my house and I get stressed about that. Um, but the biggest thing is that I have a constant low level fight or flight going on. So you know that like adrenaline feeling you get like in your stomach, it's like mm -hmm. that all the time. Um, hmm. And so I what I do about it now is I find that like talking about it and being open about it is super helpful. Um, because also one of my biggest things is if my anxiety is really bad, I completely withdrawn to myself and I am not outgoing. I am not fun. I am not funny. I am like completely zipped up, withdrawn, totally not myself. Um, acupuncture I have found is really, really helpful. I work out. I work out more than I would ever recommend anyone working out. Like I work out six days a week, 
four of which are twice a day and they're all very intense workouts but I also find when I do work out that much I am less anxious because it gives that fight or flight somewhere to go um mm-hmm. eating a certain way I know like when I drink alcohol at all I get really really anxious when I eat sugar I get really really anxious um when I eat, there are certain foods that when I eat them, I get very anxious. And sleeping is major. Um, if I don't get enough sleep, that's it. My anxiety will like take over my life. And then the last thing I want to say before, so you guys can be done hearing my voice. Oh man, I've been talking for 10 minutes. Um, is one of our friends and I were eating breakfast. We were after like a church service one day and he and I were talking about our anxiety because he also has a lot of, um, he and I have shared a lot of like our mental health issues in conversation with each other. And we were talking about it and he, I was saying like, yeah, if I do all these things, I'm okay for the most part. But as soon as I like drop one of these balls, then suddenly I'm like not okay anymore. And he was like, absolutely like we have to do our, these things to take care of ourselves otherwise we're completely fighting against brain chemistry and you will never win that one and like that was so freeing for me to hear him say that because he was like because it was almost like it doesn't matter I'm trying to find like the best way of phrasing this but it's like I didn't do anything to get this anxiety like it's how my brain is wired and so I can do things to help it but it's not like I'm at fault for this you know like and like I'm responsible for treating it to make sure that I am like at my best and feeling healthiest but like it's not my fault you know so um that was really freeing so anyway that was my very long Kind of yes, I mean, you also it. introduced it, so it wasn't That's that true, hard. I no. guess. And thank you for sharing thank your you. story. Super oh, raw and open, and I just, I love talking about this kind of thing with you guys because, um, and I know that, like, our listeners also appreciate that, like, every, everyone goes through something similar or everyone has a story to tell or, like, some people are afraid to talk about things, but really, like, this is a place where we can talk about things that are raw and... Um, I think it's helpful for other people to hear these kinds of things. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Um, Thanks for listening. I'll go ahead and jump on in with <laughs> two feet. Um, so I, um, I've always, the Seth, when you were talking about body dysmorphia, like that totally hit me because um, I have like this horrible, horrible thought process, like, four days before I'm going to start my period and um, it's taken me a really long time to get it under control but it's this total like crazy brain where like I'll be um, like just like looking in the mirror and feeling like you look like you weigh 500 pounds and you no one will want to marry you and no one finds you attractive and like all of these thoughts go through my head and for a long time like I believed them you know and then I realized that like and even though like I've had my period for like over 15 years you know like it's I've had a lot of periods but 
even now that I'm 30 years old, like I'm still finding myself, I still have to catch myself that this, it's just crazy brain. These things aren't true, but it's almost like, it's almost like at a certain time of the month, somebody zips, unzips my brain and puts in all these negative thoughts that I'm like constantly having to fight against. And, um, it totally sucks. And boys don't even know how good they have it. Seriously. (laughs) Um, boys do deal with cer- okay, like similar right. things. You're totally I right. think that we don't give them enough credit with that, but I agree that our hormones play a huge part right. in what's going on you're with right. us. Thank you for the reminder. Yes. Sorry, I just like they, any guy they, that's listening, like I've heard guys talk about it too. Okay, you're right. I mean, the blood thing is, we really have that on our yeah, side. Yeah, we do have the blood but, um, thing We do have the blood thing, but you're right, but yes, you're right. The brain chemistry boys thing. Boys do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely something I, um, nothing that I've had to, you know, go like be diagnosed over anything. I just, I know like I've, I've had to, um, deal with this issue for a long time. Um, and I've, and I'm thankful that I'm kind of starting to finally figure it out. Um, but, uh, so recently I've had this like really rocky health kind of journey and like you guys know for years now I've been dealing with like being lightheaded Mm -hmm. and then for a while it was like vertigo maybe something's wrong because I'm having funky vision so um and then my asthma is really bad and it's like always um these at certain times of the day but also like there's no rhyme or reason to it like it was um when I was outside or when I was inside when I was driving when I wasn't driving, when I had worked out, when I hadn't worked out, when I had eaten well, or when I had eaten crappy, like it, it didn't matter. And so I just really didn't know, um, how, like what was going on. And I've had blood work done. I know Lara gave me, um, some samples of electrolytes and like, I think my brain was like, yeah, they totally work when really it's like, I don't know, like, because then I'd feel it again, you know, and Mm -hmm. so, um, and this, like, when I turned 30, I felt, like, really thankful to not have this crazy, like, I feel like 29, I kind of went, like, a little bit crazy in the brain, like, just, like, kind of re-asking myself why I'm doing certain things, why I believe in certain things and that, um, like, as a lot of people do go through that, but, um, like when I turned 30, like I was like, I felt like it was a very smooth transition. So when I was driving home from Arizona and I had a full blown anxiety attack, I just, I was like, I have got to figure out what's going on. And I didn't know at the time that it was anxiety because what had happened was I was driving in the car and I remember like I've been, I'd been using my inhaler so much And I was just thinking, like, gosh, this has been a really bad allergy season, but it's also been, like, six months. And, like, using my inhaler, like, way too much. Um, But I couldn't breathe. And so that's what I knew to use. And so driving home, my inhaler ran out. We're in the middle of the desert. um, And I just remember looking around, and my brother being an EMT, I I know that it takes, you know, six minutes. max to get anywhere in town and so I'm like but I'm in the desert no one can get to me if I am if I stop breathing and between like that thought process and just being in the car 
um, and just like not having, not being able to really do anything to distract me. Um, I couldn't, my mom was in the car with me and I just, I felt like this intense rising and I, um, I felt like I couldn't talk to her about it. I, I really felt like I was going to fucking lose my shit is what I kept thinking in my head. And I knew I couldn't talk to her about it because she would get stressed and then I would get more stressed. And then really like, I didn't know, I like felt like I was going to explode. And so, um, when we finally, like, I just kept, like, really just, like, talked myself off the ledge. And then I, when we got into civilization, I was like, you've got to take me to the hospital. You've got to take me somewhere. Because I, I was, I was like, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to stop breathing. I can't breathe. It felt like my throat was completely constricted. And, um, I could, my legs were, like, I couldn't, I didn't have legs. It was like my legs were dissolving is what it felt like. And, um, so I like ran into, we found an urgent care that was open and we ran in there and, um, the, I, and I said, I'm having, I'm having, um, uh, I'm having a, an asthma attack. So they took me back right away, checked my breathing and they're like, your breathing is perfect. Do you have a history of anxiety? And I was like, well, I, I mean, I'm, I get anxious at times, but like, you know, I, no, not really, I guess. I don't know. And so, um, they ended up giving me something to calm me down a little bit. And then I went to, I emailed my doctor right away and I emailed my counselor right away and got made, made appointments. And before this I had, um, when I was dealing with the like vertigo or lightheadedness and very terrible, like motion sickness, I was like, well, there's something going on in my inner ear or something. So I had, um, like an audiology appointment. And well, I, so I took, I'm taking the day off work in a couple weeks. I have an audiology appointment and, um, a optometrist appointment and an ENT just to like double check. But when I went to meet with my counselor and she was giving me this, um, checklist, like anxiety checklist, I just started sobbing because I was like, yeah, this is what's happening to me. Like these, it was like, yes 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 and so it was, it was almost like freeing in a way just to know that I could put my finger on what it was like all of these things are anxiety and there might be an inner ear issue or something but for the most part I have this severe anxiety um and I and it's like I and I'm still figuring because it's very recent so I'm still figuring out what exactly triggers it but I love going to Target, but there have been times where I have to, like, hold on to the cart, and that's the only thing that's keeping me up in Target, like, from keeping me from falling over. And when I was at the DMV this summer, I almost passed out, fell to the floor, but I held on to the counter, and I forced myself to get through it because I was like, I'm not coming back to this place. And so it's just been really interesting, um to be reading about it I have this uh anxiety and phobias like self-help workbook that I've been reading um and so since then I've had this kind of fear of fear or like this fear of the feeling um finding it like hard to get up the courage to go certain places or to like do certain things and then and then I was like no, I don't want to live my life this way. I don't want to have this 
I don't want to be the person that like can't leave the house or can't do certain things or travel because the anxiety is too much. But I mean, it's funny because it's not funny, but like my friends that I travel with tease me because I, I'm like, okay, our flight leaves at three. We need to leave at 3 a.m. and get there at 5 a.m. and have plenty of time. And it's like, you know, I, that's just because I don't like the feeling of being anxious. Mm -hmm. And so, um, anyway, I, um, exercise of course is a huge help. I downloaded the app insight timer and there are lots of great meditations. And, um, I've for the past few nights have woken up um, in the middle of the night and I just turn on one of those meditations and I, and I never get through it. Like I'm always asleep by the end of it, which is really helpful. Um, also just like today I got frustrated at work with the kids and I just like felt that anxiety rising and I just had everyone stop and we turned off the lights and we all just closed our eyes and breathed, you know, just took deep breaths, you know, seven of them. And then moving on. So just like listening to my body and then being okay with taking medicine if I need to. But I also, you know, recognizing that it is important to take medicine if it helps you, but also not becoming reliant on it. Um, and so, yeah, so like I said, it's recent and I'm working on finding the balance, but, um, anxiety is definitely, I have the anxiety monster (laughs) living in me that I am working on trying to get rid of. Or at least live with, amiably. So, amiably. <sighs> that monster smaller. Yeah. Yes. And not make it bigger than me. Yes. So you're doing well, a great job at it. You are. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Ooh. Yeah. That's it's deep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. What about you? Um. Well, I've had quite a few things, and so I think I've been, like Steph said, pretty open and honest about all of it. Um. But it's still kind of nerve-wracking to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was bulimic for seven years on and off in junior high and high school. And so that's kind of where my whole journey with mental health started. Um, and then from there, I had depression and severe social anxiety. And so from the time I was a senior, junior in high school, the end of my junior year in high school until now, I've been in counseling on and off which is 15 years, um, to help figure out first, the first thing was to figure out how to not be bulimic anymore. Um, but then also to deal with depression and social anxiety. And so now knowing that I have depression, I can look back and I can see that in my junior year of high school, which you guys knew me then was a horrible horrible year for me and I ended up leaving high school year early because it was so hard um I was severely depressed like I would go home from school and sleep for like two hours and then drive back to school and go to a class and then go home and sleep again and Mm -hmm. um and then when I went to Italy when I was 18 to study abroad over there I had no idea what was going on I had this thing where I couldn't keep any food down for like six weeks when I first got there and everybody thought I was like crazy they're like why can't you keep any food down um and it turned out that it was a severe depression and anxiety from being away from home for the first time for that long and then also when I started working um teaching 
the depression and anxiety just really bubbled up again. And that's when I really started working on it and was diagnosed with it. Um, my doctor, thank goodness, caught it. I went in for my thyroid doesn't work. I have hypothyroidism. And so I went in because I was so, so tired and like couldn't get out of bed and didn't have any energy to go do anything. And I said, I think, which is symptoms of your thyroid not working. And so I went in and said, I, I want you to check my thyroid. And so he checked it and he's like, your thyroid's absolutely fine. What I think is going on is that you're depressed. He's like, you check off all these boxes for depression. And I had never thought of myself as depressed before that. Um, and so I kind of left being like, sure, whatever. Um, but I had to make certain agreements with him that I would get counseling within 48 hours and that I wouldn't try to harm myself, like all those things that you go through if you're depressed and you're in a doctor's office. Um, so I went, started counseling right away and tried, um, to deal with my depression naturally. And so I did things like the oils and changed my diet and did meditation and did counseling for a year and a half. And I didn't see too big of a change in my depression. I just couldn't get a hold of it. And so I was, um, which I felt like made the depression worse because you're working so hard at something and you don't see any results. And so I had to come to a place where I was okay going to a psychiatrist and going on antidepressants, which was really, really hard for me. My family is not one where we talked about things like that or where people went on medications for things. And so I had to come to a place where I had to realize this is a chemical imbalance in my brain mm -hmm. and I have done everything that I can do to take care of it and because I can't take care of it naturally through these ways it's a chemical imbalance and there's nothing wrong with going on medication to make you the person that you're supposed to be right. mm -hmm. um, and so medication took a little while with the finding the right psychiatrist and all that kind of stuff but now I'm on the right one and I've been great for about three years um, with the depression the social anxiety is still a work in progress, but manageable. And I feel like, I really do feel like I am who I'm supposed to be because I'm on this medication and I can be me versus constantly fighting mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and my brain and the way that I'm wired. And so I am so, so thankful for medications and for psychiatrists. Um, and like if you're nervous about going on them or you think there's a stigma like yeah there's still a stigma out there but so many people are more willing to talk about it and mm -hmm. I'm always here if you need to talk about it Same. and Steph and Mary are here mm -hmm. so yes. we know where you're coming from and we have no stigmas with any of it because we've all gone through some stuff yeah yeah we all have the monster yeah okay. and just that being, at least one that being right. said like yeah i mean and one thing that i didn't say that i forgot to mention in my notes but i'll say it now is that like since i've been like what steph was saying it helps to talk about it and so since i've been like sharing my story with people um it has been so 
encouraging to know that other people are in the same boat mm-hmm. and have whether or not they've battled it from childhood or they have situational anxiety or mm-hmm. things like that or um you know crazy brain and they also have body dysmorphia like those kinds of things like it's just been nice to know that we're all in this together in the words i am yeah i am and listening to you guys and like laura thank you for sharing that i really really appreciate that you were so open um i remembered i was thinking about my own experience with depression and being on medication for when i was in high school um I don't know, maybe for a year or so was on antidepressants because of situational depression. And it was such an interesting thing because it was not like it was after my parents got remarried to each other and like my family was all back together. So like the best, right? Like the best mm-hmm. time um, I had to go on medication because I was depressed. And so like that is just to say to anyone out there who like we all think like I have no excuse for this. Like, I, like, my life is so good. Why do I feel this way? It's because your brain, it's your brain. It's like, you know, we don't ask people who have cancer, like, why do you have cancer? You know, we, we treat it, we address it. So, um, again, just like, kind of just echoing what Lara and Mary have said, like, if you don't know the first place to go, like, obviously we're not doctors, but like, we can at least tell you like, oh, hey, you aren't alone. And like, we are here to support you through that. And if you, sometimes that means, you know, taking care of your health means taking a step that you didn't expect. Like I never had expected to be on medication. Um, But boy, let me tell you, like, it, I stopped being angry and anger is always my big clue for me because I'm like not an angry person so if I am consistently like enraged it's there's something going on with my brain so my counselor says that depression is buried anger yeah that that makes a lot of sense absolutely yeah. makes a lot of sense and anxiety is the stuff that you can't control Yes, my therapist said once that anxiety is the space between here and the future. Yeah. And so, like, it's, yeah, all that stuff. And it's an interesting, I feel like it's a, it's a weird thing where it's, like, poking, it, I feel like it pokes at me and tells me, like, I'm never going to be good enough, but, like, I have to keep doing everything to try to be good enough. So it's like a weird, very, very, in my experience, a very, very active disorder. Whereas when I was going through my my short-lived um, experience with depression, that was uh, like a heavy, like the heaviest blanket in the world. Like there's no point in doing anything and it was sleep all the time. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's, it's, I almost said it's crazy, but that's not really very nice. It's, uh, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Imagine that. It's different. Yes. Yeah. That's for sure. Anyway, Ooh. like Mary said, you're not alone. We got gotcha. you. Yeah. And as our dear friend, 
Pagos says, the struggle is real. Sometimes it be like that. So the struggle is real, but luckily we have friends. So, and if you like, if you don't, if you're not dealing with anything like this, just please have an open mind for people who are, because it is real. Mm-hmm. And you might just be like, well, you just have, you might have the mindset of just buck up and change your mindset. And it's not that easy. You can't just wake up one day and decide not to have a mental illness. It's just doesn't work like that. And, and I mean, you, we've all talked about our faith and things like that. And so for me, um, it's been a nice, uh, kind of kick in the ass by God as like, okay, all of these vices and all of these things that you've done in the past, like they, they cause you to have anxiety. So you need to check yourself a little bit, you know, check yourself and not maybe, and, and change, change it up. You know, some things that you're like, well, I know this isn't healthy, but I'm going to keep doing it just because it's social or just because this or that. Like, nope, you know, you're, you got to let it go. And so sometimes anxiety is a blessing to help you, like, try and change yourself for the better a little bit. Yeah. I had to give up. My psychiatrist told me I had to give up coffee for my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's made the biggest difference in everything that I've done so far. But um, my coworker always brings in his coffee in the morning and it's like it's not it's covered it's not covered it's like open in a mm-hmm. mug and so he'll walk by my door and then like a minute later I can smell it and uh, I just like feel like this like coffee vampire every morning like the cartoons <laughs> following the light yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then sometimes I'll be like did you do a vanilla roast today <laughs> He's like, you're so weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. On that note. Don't forget. Drink lots of water. Be kind to yourself. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And as my dad told me just today in an email in response to me basically unloading a lot of this on him, he said to me, Keep in mind that cars can be fixed, new jobs can be obtained, and books can be written. So just remember, friends, it's not over. There's still a lot that can be done. And we love you. We love you, <laughs> we love you all. Peace. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs>